Welcome to the IVF Before and After podcast, where we will talk about the emotional roller coaster journey we are about to embark on. Tune in to a series of podcasts on stories and tips to help you feel you are not alone on your fertility or parenting journey. We will openly discuss success and failure. We will attempt to pick you up when you are down and celebrate when your head's in the clouds. Kay Dempsey is your host. We can't wait to get started finding your way through IVF and parenting journey. Hello and welcome back. Today I'm going to be speaking about vitamin D. I personally was always under the impression that vitamin D was to help regulate the amount of calcium and phosphate in your body and for our bones and our teeth and our muscles. Plus the lack of vitamin D can lead to bone deformities such as rickets in children. And also that you should be in the sun as early as March to October to give your body a boost of vitamin D. But little did I know that vitamin D plays a part in our fertility. I personally was tested privately for vitamin D to be told I was severely deficient to the extent I had no vitamin D in my body and that this would hinder all or any chances of conception either naturally or fertility assisted. I got this news after a full paid round of unsuccessful IVF. I was quite shocked by that, that the hospital or the clinic that I went to, they don't test you for vitamin D at all, when it does aid in the help of conception. So as I was saying then, from about late March to early February to the end of September, October, most people should be able to get all the vitamin D that we need from the sunlight. The body creates vitamin D from direct sunlight onto the skin when it goes outdoors. But also remember then from October and March, we don't get enough vitamin D from the sunlight. So maybe a vitamin D supplement, maybe what you would need. When I was investigating with the vitamin D, I found out that there's only a small number of foods. So these are the sources that include vitamin D, which are oily fish, such as your salmon, sardines, herring and mackerel, along with red meat, liver, egg yolks and fortified foods such as were most of our fat spreads and some breakfast cereals. But do remember that in the UK that cow's milk is generally not a good source of vitamin D because it's not fortified as it is in some other countries. So they do say to you how much vitamin D D do you actually need? So from my investigations, I found out that babies up to the age of one year need 8.5 to 10 micrograms of vitamin D a day. So a microgram is 1000 times smaller than a milligram. Children from the age of one year and adults need 10 micrograms of vitamin D a day. This includes pregnant and breastfeeding women and around and people who are at risk of vitamin D for deficiency. So they say that the advice for infants and young children, so the Department of Health recommends that breastfed babies from the birth to one year of age should be given a supplement containing 8.5 to 10 micrograms of vitamin D to make sure they get enough. Now please remember, this is my investigations. If you wish to give your child any supplements or yourself, you must do your investigations and speak to your own health visitor and GP. They say that formula fed babies shouldn't be given a vitamin D supplement 
until they're having less than 500 millilitres, about a pint of infant formula a day, as infant formula is fortified with the vitamin D. Children aged 1 to 4 years should be given a daily supplement containing 10 micrograms of vitamin D. You can buy the vitamin D supplements or vitamin D drops containing at most um, pharmacies and supermarkets. So what's the advice for adults and children over five? During the autumn and the winter, you need to get vitamin D from your diet because the sun isn't strong enough for the body to, to make the vitamin. But since it's difficult for people to get enough vitamin D from the food alone, everyone, including pregnant and breastfeeding women, should consider taking a, a daily supplement containing the 10 micrograms of the vitamin D during the autumn and winter. But there's people at risk of vitamin D deficiency, a bit like myself, that I was. Because people just won't get enough vitamin D from sunlight at all because they have very little or no sunshine exposure. But for these people who aren't often outdoors, for example, if you're frail or housebound, are in an institution like a care home, or you usually wear clothes that cover up most of your skin when you're outdoors, you obviously need the 10 micrograms of vitamin D throughout the year. Also people with, with dark skin from Africa, African Caribbean and South Asia backgrounds may also not get enough vitamin D from the sunlight. They also should consider taking a daily supplement. But also remember what happens to you if you take too much vitamin D. Taking too much of the vitamin supplements over a long period of time can cause too much calcium to build up in your body, which is hyperglycemia. And this can weaken the bones and damage the kidneys and the heart. If you do choose to take a vitamin D supplement, do not take more than 100 micrograms of vitamin D a day as it could be harmful. This applies to children and from age of 11 to 17. also applies to adults, includes pregnant and breastfeeding women and the elderly. Children aged 1 to 10 shouldn't have more than 50 micrograms a day. And infants under 12 months shouldn't have more than 25 micrograms a day. Some people have medical conditions that mean they may not be able to safely take as much. If in doubt, you should always consult your doctor. Your body doesn't make too much vitamin D from the sun exposure, especially if you live in the United Kingdom. But always do remember you still need to cover up and protect your skin you're out in the sun for long periods to reduce the risk of, of skin damage and skin cancer. What most people may not know, however, is that a person's vitamin D status may affect their fertility. I was reading that um, some information from a doctor, Eric Wildra, and they explained that vitamin D is the main form of vitamin D in the body. It's a form produced in the skin and it can be found in some foods and nutritional supplements. Giving yourself enough time in the sun, most of us can make up the vitamin D. However, many women do not get enough sun exposure to maintain a normal vitamin D throughout the year. And also the few foods that are naturally rich in vitamin D as well. Also, other factors also affect the vitamin D status and that is, if you're overweight or have dark skin, you may be at risk of a vitamin D deficiency. So how again is vitamin D linked to fertility? Vitamin D has been linked to a variety of health benefits, 
and for women trying to conceive, it appears to be linked to better fertility as well as a healthy pregnancy. Vitamin D and natural fertility, as well as success during fertility treatments, is somewhat always varied information. So some studies have shown that being vitamin D replit improves your success rates in both in IVF as well as a transfer of frozen donor egg embryos. Other studies have not demonstrated this connection. Do remember that the data for vitamin D and fertility is, is not conclusive at all. And several studies have found that vitamin D blood levels of 30 or higher as associated with higher pregnancy rates. Studies have shown that among the populations of mostly Caucasian and non-Hispanic white women, those with normal vitamin D level were four times more likely to get pregnant through IVF compared to those who had a low vitamin D. Another study found that donor egg recipients with a normal vitamin D level had a higher rate than those with a low vitamin D level. A recent analysis has investigated whether vitamin D blood levels are associated with live birth rates in women undergoing fertility treatments. It did find that women with a level which was greater than 30 had a higher live birth rates than women with low levels. So how much vitamin D do you need then? Some clinics do screen, and your initial screening will check your vitamin D levels which in addition to your certain hormone levels and screaming for any of the common infectious diseases. They would, some clinics would say that if a vitamin D level is low, they would follow the usual vitamin D replacement protocol, which with a vitamin D level less than 24, you take 4,000 IU per day. And for those with a vitamin D level of 24 to 30, you recommend taking 2,000 IU per day. What their goal would be then is to have someone in the normal vitamin D range, which is typically over 30. And studies have shown that we don't know the exact blood level range that vitamin D has an impact on fertility, but they do feel that a reasonable threshold is the acceptable normal range of approximately 30 NG. Once that goal is achieved, taking the 2000 IU of vitamin D per day is appropriate to maintain a normal level. So is vitamin D also important during your pregnancy? Well, the studies have shown that not only does achieving a normal vitamin D level seem to positively impact fertility, it may also improve the odds of having a healthy pregnancy. Studies have linked vitamin D deficiency during pregnancy with an increased risk of preterm birth, gestational diabetes, preeclampsia and very high blood pressure during pregnancy and bacterial So continuing to take a vitamin D supplement once pregnant is good for both mum and the baby. The researchers have shown that taking 2,000 to 4,000 of vitamin D is safe and effective in achieving a normal vitamin D level for pregnant women and preventing vitamin D deficiency in newborns. Obviously, some fertility clinics feel that this simple test and the treatment of vitamin D is a low cost associated and as well as the absence of real risk. So we should always err on, on the side of having patients be vitamin D replant as they go through fertility treatment and enter pregnancy. 
But for any medical intervention, you will always have to weigh up the potential benefits against the risks and the costs. And the risks and the costs are so low for vitamin D that any potential benefit is worth considering. So which vitamin D product is recommended? I would actually speak to your GP after you've had your screening and or from the clinic and discuss which level and how much on their recommendation would be. We can't actually do that. So vitamin D is currently in the scope of all researches at the present moment in all fields of medicine. And it's despite this, its influence on health remains uncertain. The papers present the review of the publications concerning the role in calciferol and reproductive processes and its significance in infertility therapy, covering topics of polycystic ovary syndrome, endometriosis and infertility, myoma infertility, male infertility, premature ovary failure and IV techniques. So they are saying that the vitamin D concentration in healthy women is higher com- comparing to the PCOS and the supplementation with vitamin D should be applied in the schemes of any PCOS treatment both due to an improved insulin resistance and results of infertility treatment. They're also saying that vitamin D has a direct effect on your AMH production and thus increases the long maintenance of ovarian reserve in the patients with its higher concentration. In male infertility, both low of 20 and a high of 500, the concentration of vitamin D in serum negatively affects the spermatosa, which is the number per milliliter of semen, their progressive movement and morphology. Significant differences as a response of ovulation stimulation, number and quality of embryos depending on vitamin D concentration were not observed in any of the analysed papers that were created concerning the role of vitamin D in IVF for the males. My interpretation of reading and investigating and analysing what the vitamin D, it seems to be that you would be better taking a vitamin D supplement because it's low, low risk. It's a low cost, but the benefits could be so high for us all. And one, it was an archive paper, it was called The Health Day Reporter. It was 2017 and it stated that women with low vitamin D levels may be less likely to have a baby after assisted reproductive technology, ART, and those with normal vitamin D levels, a new study is suggesting. It said that this study stemmed from a view of 11 publication studies that involved a total of 2,700 women who were undergoing the ART, which includes in vitro fertilisation and frozen embryo transfer to achieve a pregnancy. The British researchers found that women with correct levels of vitamin D were 34% more likely to have a positive pregnancy test and 46% more likely to achieve a clinical pregnancy and a third more likely to have a live birth than those women with low levels of vitamin D. There has been no link between vitamin D levels and miscarriage according to the studies which was published on November 14 in the Journal of Human Reproduction. So I think all this vitamin D supplements would improve a woman's chances of having a baby. 
as we say, it is possible to overdose in vitamin D, and this can lead to too much calcium building up in the body, which can weaken the bones and damage the heart. I would speak to your GP or your clinic in the meantime and say to them that you are concerned of your vitamin D and have it tested, or if they don't, find a private clinic, which I did, and had mine tested. Just remember that your body does need calcium and it does need vitamin D, and so are you getting enough? Many people just do not know. The best way to get more calcium is from your diet. You probably already know that, that this is from dairy products, such as milk, cheese and yoghurt, which provide calcium. But there's other foods that are high in calcium, which include spinach, kale, okra, collards, soya bean, white beans. And again, you have some fish, which is like sardines, salmon, perch and rainbow trout. Foods that are calcium fortified, such as some orange juices, oatmeal and breakfast cereal. And the foods that provide vitamin D do overlap, which is fatty fish like tuna, mackerel and salmon. Fortified foods with vitamin D like dairy products, orange juice, soya milk and cereal. Beef along with liver, cheese, egg yolks. So to get your vitamin D from food, fish is like obviously the good option because three ounces of cooked salmon has more than 450 international units, which is the IU. I hope that you find this all helpful and hopefully you have a chance to be tested for your vitamin D and to see if this could have an effect on your fertility if you've been trying to conceive. I wish you well on your next journey. Till next time, see you soon. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to IVF Before and After on iTunes or Stitcher and leave a review. Head over to the Facebook community page, IVF Before and After, or to the website www.ivfbeforeandafter.com for fantastic free stuff.